Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. Today's poem is by Jane Kenyon, and it's called The Blue Bowl. I'll read it once, offer a few comments, and then I'll read it one more time. The Blue Bowl. Like primitives, we buried the cat with his bowl. Bare-handed, we scraped sand and gravel back into the hole. They fell with a hiss and thud on his side, on his long red fur, the white feathers between his toes, and his long, not to say aquiline, nose. We stood and brushed each other off. There are sorrows keener than these. Silent the rest of the day, we worked, ate, stared and slept it stormed all night now it clears and a robin burbles from a dripping bush like the neighbor who means well but always says the wrong thing it's possible that if you are a regular listener to the daily poem of the daily poem if you regularly listen to the daily poem and are a regular daily poem listener uh, that you have noticed an emerging theme in the last week or two of pet death, which was unintentional at first, but I admit that now, uh, since noticing it, I've sort of leaned into it. Hopefully this is the last pet death poem for a while, but it's it's a, a lovely and moving poem. Uh, Jane Kenyon was uh, well, 20th century poet, Contemporary poet, she was born in 1947 and died uh, young, all things considered, uh, in 1995. She was the wife of celebrated poet Donald Hall. And at the time of her death, she was serving as New Hampshire's poet laureate. Uh, she published four major collections of poetry uh, in her lifetime, and uh, several several posthumous works have uh, come forth since her death. Uh, one just a few years ago from Grey Wolf Press. Uh, her best-known collection is probably her third, Let Evening Come, and that is the collection uh, where this poem appears. It's about something fairly mundane, the death of the family cat. Uh, that's not to say something unimportant. Obviously, this cat held a special place in the lives of uh, the Halls, so much so that they have uh, interred him like a Viking chieftain or an Egyptian pharaoh with his most treasured possession. <laughs> and uh, if you are able to look at the poem uh, spatially, as the burial is described, the lines are broken up uh, to both image holes and also perhaps to, uh, to suggest the breaking of regularity uh, in their life as um, a regular fixture of their life is laid to rest and 
as they go forward into the rest of their day, uh, likely to uh, to feel the loss and the absence. Uh, it's not something uh, Kenyon suggests in the poem that you will simply flip a switch and forget five minutes after the practical work is done. Uh, the second stanza, or the the last half of the first stanza after the break, uh, is a, a loving, affectionate description of the cat's best qualities. Long red fur, white feathered fur between his toes, a long, not to say aquiline, nose. And then the poem turns. We stood and brushed each other off. There are sorrows keener than these. Uh, and this is a particularly poignant line for any contemporary reader of this poem. Uh, Kenyon uh, self-avowedly dealt with uh, depression and, uh, and grappled with uh, emotions of sadness, uh, different periods in her life uh, already. And so she dwelt on feelings of loss or uh, despair in some of her poetry. Uh, but the, the dramatic irony uh, in this poem is that uh, just a, a little less than a decade after she originally wrote it, she would be diagnosed with and uh, die from leukemia. Uh, and this is after uh, her husband, Donald Hall, who is... Uh, who was almost 20 years her senior when they married, uh, initially tried to convince her that marriage might not be a good idea because her widowhood would last so long. Uh, she persuaded him to marry her anyway, uh, and then the worst happened. Uh, so with her own, with her own tragic death uh, in the rearview mirror, this line there are sorrows keener than these, of course, takes on uh, a greater gravity. And then in the final stanza, she uh, introduces this all too universal feeling uh, in which the, the outward trappings of grief uh, vanish. Uh, if you if you're burying a cat, uh, the cat funeral lasts about five minutes. Uh, if you've laid to rest a loved one, perhaps the uh, the formal events and procedures and rituals around that uh, loss go on a little longer. There are funerals or memorials or wakes and a period of formal grieving. Uh, but inevitably, and here, uh, the weather is bad. The sky storms all night. But inevitably, the time will come when the signs that indicate to the outward, outside world that you're still grieving a great loss begin to fade, to recede, to disappear. Uh, but your grief may not have yet. And so you encounter the 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 burbling robin or the neighbor who means well 
but always says the wrong thing. Uh, this is akin to the sentiment that W.H. Auden uh, expresses in his uh, poem we read on the show uh, a few weeks back, uh, Musée des Beaux-Arts, uh, in which uh, the general suffering of mankind happens in a kind of isolation. In fact, uh, maybe it's suffering itself that tends to isolate you from the rest of your fellow men. But if you would rather not have this uh, poem end on entirely on an entirely depressing uh, note, you can always take this realization as uh, a further exhortation to look into the eyes and the faces of the people around you and attempt to recognize when they, though the skies have cleared and the birds are singing, may still be grieving a great loss. Here's the blue bowl one more time. Like primitives, we buried the cat with his bowl. Barehanded, we scraped sand and gravel back into the hole. They fell with a hiss and thud on his side, on his long red fur, the white feathers between his toes and his long, not to say aquiline, nose. We stood and brushed each other off. There are sorrows keener than these. Silent the rest of the day, we worked, ate, stared, and slept. It stormed all night. Now it clears, and a robin burbles from a dripping bush, like the neighbor who means well, but always says the wrong thing. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. It's also possible that you are a listener of and to The Daily Poem, uh, but may not listen to or be aware of even uh, Goldberry Studios' flagship podcast, Close Reads. Uh, you can head over to uh, closereads.substack.com and check out that show. We are currently reading through, well, so let me let me do some math here. Uh, we, <laughs> at the time of this recording, we are currently reading through A Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich by Solzhenitsyn, uh, which is uh, a work of fiction that many have credited with helping to bring down the Berlin Wall. So if you want to uh, come and read some serious fiction with us, head over there. Next up, though, is uh, The Moving Toy Shop, a, a playful mystery novel from the early 20th century. So if serious, uh, heavy fiction is not, uh, not what you're in the mood for, wait a week and uh, take care of the other two. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.